everybody up. Hi, everyone. This is the Life with Coach podcast. I'm Honor Garrett, and I'm so excited to be here with my friend Heather Shar and Melody Owen. We are coming to you live every week, um, really just to share our experiences and hopefully give you some value and share ideas and tips and things just, you know, on being a coach's wife. So uh, today's topic, we are going to talk about coping with criticism. I know it doesn't sound like a very light topic, but this is so crucial to talk to our children, to really come together as a family and figure out what are the best steps to really stay healthy um, in relationships with each other, even when a season isn't going the way we want. Um, fans are saying something, or maybe um, people are saying things at school um, that might affect our kids and how we support our husband um, in the good times and the bad too. So um, do you um, have any ideas, girls, about you know, how you've handled some of those criticisms throughout the years? Um, Melody, do you wanna go first? Sure, yeah, I'll go first. So I have a funny story to kind of start off with. Um, pre-children and pre-life experience. <laughs> We had our first coaching experience at a smaller school and there was this gentleman who was very, very vocal about my husband running the offense and all the calls that he made and all the calls he didn't make and all the kids he would put in or not put in or what have you. And, um, which is, it's fine, but then it got personal. So when he started making personal comments about my husband's character, um, it was very offensive. And so, um, because I was young and didn't have children around me, I did something I probably should not have done and I don't recommend anyone doing. Um, I actually stood up my little five foot self and turned around and looked at the man and pointed my finger in his face. And I told him <laughs> that if he was not gonna behave and be quiet and act like a grown man instead of the peewee football coach he was, I was gonna make sure that he sat somewhere else next time. And so um, he, he never said a word ever, ever again. Um, I told my husband, he was absolutely mortified. <laughs> But, you know, I had had all I could take. You know, you just reach that point where you're like, these people don't have a degree in coaching or any experience. They literally maybe coach peewee at the best, right? They don't have, they have no experience at all. It's like us going in and telling a brain surgeon how to do their job. I'm pretty sure none of us could do it. So to be criticized at your own job is a phenomenon anyway in and of itself. And then for you as a spouse to hear somebody criticize the one you love and chose for your for your life partner is very difficult. So I don't recommend doing that. That was probably not very smart. Again, this was 15 years ago. Um, I have had more emotional intelligence um, bestowed upon me through life experience. Um, but you know, even as uh, an older seasoned coach's wife now, I can tell you that I still hear comments sometimes. Um, I know that my little girl has heard comments sometimes at games and you just, you either move, you remove yourself from the situation. And that is a, first of all, a, a key, a key factor there too, in your own mental health, you remove yourself from the situation of hearing the abusive comments. And then the second thing is, is you explain to your kid 
hey, we don't talk that way about anybody. It's not okay. We don't, we don't accept that. We don't appreciate that. We don't do that to other people. And sometimes people don't understand how to behave. And in my case, I, t- I told my little girl, maybe their mom didn't teach them how to act right. You know, I always put it on, you know, cause that's in her, in her mind, that's what she understands. Oh, that, that person is mean. And it's like, well, you know, their mommy might not have taught them how to, you know, to behave at a game and your mommy's teaching you how to behave at a game, um, or in public or whatever. So, um, and then, you know, also even at the high school level, even in our community, sometimes our our families are um, topics of conversation on social media, which is an interesting um, place to be a topic of conversation because the fun thing is, is some of these people, you don't know who they are talking about your husband, your family, and are they going to get the job? Are they not going to get the job or blah, 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 you know, or how good they are as a coach. And you don't, there's no, there's no name or face to the comments. It's just a, a keyboard warrior, right? And so in those situations, you really can ignore them. They're easier to ignore than somebody blatantly sitting behind you screaming, insulting remarks at your husband. So um, my advice to new wives and even seasoned wives in your families is to number one, stay off the, we call them the dartboards, which is, (laughs) you know, people, fans talk about the, you know, every football program in the state stay off of them. Just don't go. It's like, um, you remember when you guys had newspapers when you were little and the, um, social comments or goings on and happenings of the events were listed in the newspaper. That's kind of like what this is like. Yeah. You remember that? So just stay away. It's just a bunch of gossip anyway. Um, and then if you can physically remove yourself from the insulters, then that's also a good thing to do too. just kind of protect your family and your kids. So, um, you know, if it gets really bad, I suggest you speak to an administrator and they can deal with it. They can be kind of the crowd control of um, unruly fans and they should be. Um, they should support the integrity of the game and sportsmanship. So um, those are my top tips. And that's kind of my mistake in learning through that and gaining some emotional intelligence <laughs> through the years. <laughs> oh, so anyway, mm. Heather, I'm going to pass it to you. What about you? What happened to you guys? I know you were talking to us earlier about an instance that happened when your kids were little, um, some fan, crazy fan. Yeah. Um, at one of the games and Paul was the head football coach and Heath was, a, has been, a, was a Paul boy since he was in second grade. So he was always on the sidelines, but Lily and I were standing at the fence and we had lost by a few points and was unfortunate. And it was a call that he and the defensive court, I mean, they made the call, they they made it and it didn't work. And um, the fan came down and we were at the fence and there were a lot of people around, but he mentioned he was going to do something to the family. If, you know, Paul didn't start making better calls and Lily looked right up at me and was like, does that mean that happens to us too? And you just kind of don't even know what to say. I mean, our head coach is um, from the other side was standing there with us too. And he kind of took it over and told Lily, oh no, you'll be okay. It's all right. But I mean, the fan did get pulled in and talked to and stuff and came up and apologized the next week. But I know it gets intense and people stand up and say things that they don't mean and it's unfortunate, but at the same time, I just always taught my kids from a very young age not to listen to them, kind of like you said, 
they, you know, they weren't taught that maybe they shouldn't say something nice. You know, if you can't say something nice, you know, be quiet. If you can't be kind, be quiet. That was the big thing my mom always said growing up. And um, the funny thing is I didn't really see how bad it was because when I met Paul, we, uh, five towns coming to one high school, it was my high school is where I had graduated from. And so I went back after college and was there. I knew everybody in the stands, a lot of the people in the stands, at least half of them came from the town I had grown up in, taught their kids how to swim. I was a lifeguard, uh, babysat their kids. And so people were really respectful. And if they weren't, I'd turn around and be like, hey, don't do that. You know, or don't yell that name out. Don't say something mean like that. And so it was kind of funny. I didn't get it at me until we moved six years after Paul and I had been married and I kind of got to see it. But at that point, I don't know. We just, you know, Paul had always told me, don't listen to the fans. Don't listen in the stands. Don't say anything. Don't get in a fight. And so I really just respected that. But it's hard. It was hard because people would say really cruel stuff and you know, there's nothing you can do. So I don't, I, I guess I don't have any good tips. I can just tell you what I did. And it was hard. It was very hard to keep my mouth shut, <laughs> but I had to do it. Well, yeah. I, can say, I can, I can say this. It's, it's interesting. Um, you know, if you're winning, you're like the bell of the ball. <laughs> and if you're losing, um, you're, you know, there, there's something wrong. And so I, because of that, it's a really good lesson for my kids to say, you know what, you're valuable, you're amazing, you're special just the way you are, so is dad, so is all of us, so is everyone. So, you know, John, my husband thinks it's funny, like whenever we win, everyone's calling, congrats, great game, da da da. When you lose, crickets. Yeah. Like you don't hear from anybody. And, and so, you know, being able to teach our kids that, you know, you really just need to be that fair weather. I mean, that friend that is, or fan and friend that's really consistent and supportive, no matter if someone wins or loses. And I think that seeing people um, criticize their father has actually made my kids so much kinder. Because mm -hmm. they know what it's like for unkind words to be said, and they know how it feels. I have one thing that happened, um, and this was when we were in the NFL, and our son was younger. And he came home, and he was just um, bawling because the kids at school were saying, your dad sucks, your uncle sucks, they're terrible coaches, they should be fired. And to, you know, that would roll off my back because everything, whatever, you know, that's going to happen. But for your kid to be in school and someone and other kids they admire and trying to fit in and trying to feel, and that they're cutting down and, and criticizing the very person that is the center of your life, your dad. Mm -hmm. And um, I, you know, there's no other... There's no other profession where someone's going to go in and go, your dad's a terrible accountant. I mean, he can't even add two plus two. He should be fired or he's a terrible lawyer. We don't go and attack anyone's husband or father ever. That's just not something 
that anyone should do, any, a normal, kind, decent human being. So it's a really interesting, um, it's really interesting to be in the sports arena because people are so passionate and they get so emotional. And I don't think they really realize the effect that they're having. So um, I, I've taught my kids that, you know, don't take that personally. They're just emotionally involved in wanting to win. They're not thinking about the person. And you should always think about the whole picture before you think about winning. So, um, and that's even in football games. So what about your, what about your husbands too? Like, have you ever heard anyone say anything about your husband or that he's heard and made him kind of, um, kind of down and, and you've had to kind of protect him or, or lift his spirits? Cause I always say us wives, like we're like the number one important thing for our husbands during football season. We're their rock, we're their, their support, we're the ones that need to get them encouraged and feeling great every day. What about you, Melody? Um, you know, one thing about it is um, on the field, they can't hear anything. <laughs> so that's always positive. Um, you know, I reminded Harper of that last weekend. She was screaming, Daddy, Daddy, like right, <laughs> right next to the sidelines. Like, he cannot hear you. He's at work. Um, and so that is one good thing. Um, they cannot hear the fans in the stands either. It's almost like they're in a zone. At least my husband is. He's in the zone and he's not focused in on any live commentary in the stands at all. He couldn't tell you what the band played. He has no idea what's going on up in the bleachers um, unless somebody tells him afterwards. Now, um, sometimes if I overhear things, I'll tell them if they're positive, of course, um, you know, or I'll tell them if somebody said something bad about one of the kids, you know, if they're coming down hard on the kids because that's not fair either, you know. Um, they're just kids. I mean, even in the college sector, you know, they're still less than 24 years old. They're, their brains aren't even fully developed. They're kids. <laughs> yeah. And so I mean, it's crazy to think our husband's livelihood is, is based upon the fact of if kids want to perform on it one day or not, you know, <laughs> I mean, nobody else's job. I mean, our whole livelihood is based on whether kids want to do what they're told one day. If we're in it for a couple hours, right? So, um, but you know, as far as protecting him, he doesn't—he doesn't get involved on the social media sites. Um, that's his ticket to crazy town if you get on there, and so he stays away from that. Um, obviously, he fields comments if somebody texts him, you know, asking questions. If you you know have the nosy person that you know, you know, they always want to know what's the scoop and and all that, or, you know, Sunday morning at church, who's going to play that Friday, you know how it is in small towns, yeah. but, um, you know, I haven't had to protect him personally against somebody being, making violent threats, or, or even just mean, ugly, nasty stuff, he just doesn't hear it, and if I hear it about him, I'm not going to tell him, except for the one time I told him, I told the guy to basically kiss off, so, um, <laughs> but, <laughs> so, we, you know, no, I haven't. I just try to be very encouraging. Um, if he, if a parent comes to him after the game and complains, um, he takes it very well and professionally with a grain of salt. He considers the source and he considers that it is highly emotional. It's highly volatile because the truth is, let's talk real talk. A lot of these parents are living vicariously through their children. 
they're reliving their own glory days or they're reliving the things they didn't ever, they never got to do. And so there's always that emotionally heightened response that they have to a game. Absolutely. And so somebody has to be the bad guy if their kid isn't made out to be the hero or does the all-star thing or whatever. And so my husband takes that with a grain of salt and he understands where that's coming from and knows it's not real. Um, because in any other situation, those people would never talk to him that way. So um, thank the Lord. I've never had to actually, you know, uh, you know, stoop down to their level and tell them, back off, you know, I'm going to get you. <laughs> you know, I've never had to do that yet because I'm pretty feisty. I don't know if you guys can pick up on that or not, but, you know, I'll cut you if I have to. No, I'm just teasing. <laughs> I, will not. I will not, but. <laughs> You're funny, Melody. <laughs> I might use three words you don't know what means and, and tell you off that way, but I probably won't physically assault you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's always my go-to. It's like, I will curse you out with big words. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so anyway, that's, oh. I don't even know if I answered the question, but that's. <laughs> okay, I loved it. Okay. Yeah, it was. It was right, good. Yeah. Well, I, Paul is, never he at least to me he does not care what people think he's just always has that mentality and I would come when we were first together um I'd come home and be like oh my gosh this person said this in the sins and he'd be like I don't care you know don't tell me I don't care and don't say I mean it was always please don't say anything to them don't get into an argument you know because if they cool down or the next day, they're going to feel different about it was what he was always saying too. If they're upset with something, the likelihood they'll still be upset. It, it, you know, probably isn't very good and they won't say anything. When he was a head coach, he had a rule and he told the parents after a game, don't come up to me and say, I want to talk to you. If you want to talk to me, you call me, you can text me, set up an appointment Monday. I'll, I'll make time for you. We'll talk it out together with your kid, with another coach. We'll do whatever very rarely did they ever, you know, set up a time because they cooled down and they realized in the heat of the moment, they were upset. Though, so, you know, the, the thing that used to get me is, I mean, I was 27 when I met Paul, so we were older and I'd already been to college and sat there and, you know, had my professors, you know, I, I, my one friend always used to say, you know, going to college, it's how to learn to get along with others. And I really took that to heart that I really tried to get along with everybody and listen and not talk so much and see what their thoughts were and stuff. And so when Paul would say, just don't start a fight. If they come up and are yelling at you, just be like, okay, you know, agree with them. But what about a oh, funny thing is when a friend comes with you that isn't like, doesn't have kids in the football program or whatever, and they stand up and yell at people and you're like pulling them down. Oh my gosh, sit down. Don't say that. I mean, Paul's mom is very passionate very passionate and we used to have to he used to have to say mom you're not going to be able to come to the games anymore I'm going to have to you, you won't you're, you'll be banned if you tell that person to you know shut up again and so that was always my thing is should we invite this person to the game because they they love football and you know if they hear something bad are they going to yell or whatever at the person but I don't know Paul was always like too don't come home and tell me don't care it, yeah. it, you know, I don't want to have the conversation. I don't care what they think. I'm out there. I'm doing the job to the best of my ability. So are my coaches. So are the kids. Don't care. And he's like, and don't gossip with other people about it either. 
don't say, oh, you heard so-and-so say something. He's like, please just, and so I've just always done that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My, my husband is a lot like that because when I, whether I see an injustice happen to my husband around his job or something negative happens, like I'm just so defensive. We all are like fighting for our man. Right. Um, But my husband is always like honor. Do not worry about it. They don't know. They don't know the situation. They are going off of, based on information that they don't have, you know, that that only the little information that they have. He says, don't worry about it. And I'm like, but it's not fair. And he said, it doesn't matter. And it could be maybe he didn't get credit for something that I felt like you should get credit for or, or, or whatever it is. Or someone said something negative, like he did it wrong, but we knew it wasn't his fault, that it was actually something else, but you don't want to throw any else, anyone else under yeah. the bus either. Exactly. And he said, honor. People that matter know, whether it's the other coaches, whether it's the players, whether the people that are in the whole football arena, that team, they know who did the work, who was there and showed up and who was working hard. And really at the end of the day, as long as you're loving what you're doing and you're doing it to the best of your ability, um, you just gotta let that other, stuff roll off your back. We should know that more than anyone because of the profession our husbands are in, right? Mm-hmm. True. That's true. Yeah. Yep. So, I don't know. Do you guys have any um, other words of wisdom you want to leave for tonight? One more thing, just grow thick skin. And um, that's exactly right, Honor. You kind of nailed it there. Just grow thick skin and it, this too shall pass. And um, is it going to matter in five years or 10 years down the road? Nope. So. <laughs> yeah, or next week. Is it going to matter next week? I mean, that's what Paul would say. Tomorrow we start planning for a new game. We're, we're, we're going to review and un- plan for a new game. It doesn't matter. And don't, you know, doesn't help to yell and scream something. Because as much as I love football and as much as I know about football, Paul's like, in the heat of the moment, you'll be out there and you're going to make yourself look stupid. Mm-hmm. So don't do it. Right. <laughs> It's so interesting. I've been with teams before where all the coaches sit together, wives, mm-hmm. all the wives, and it's so fun. And then one time we got to a school and everybody was all over the stadium. Like their seats were not together. And I'm like, why is this? And it was because years ago, some wives had a tiff, probably the offense over the defense, whose fault was it and all that. And I'm like, guys, we know better than that. I mean, as women, that's why we're having this podcast. That's why, you know, Heather has, um, you know, the the Facebook group. That's for us to come together and actually um, bond and share our ideas and know that we're not in this place alone. So we want your ideas. When, When you listen to this, if you're listening to this podcast and you have some great ideas about how you handle criticism, share them in the comments. That's the greatest gift to give all of us um, is just give us ideas because there's always somebody out there um, facing a situation they haven't faced before. And to have someone, another wife, um, just share what they did, it could make all the difference. 
Yeah. So, um, and let me say that if you want us to talk on a topic, there is a section on the um, website, lifewithcoach.com. You can go in and then homepage and then go to the podcast page. Some people don't want to comment, you know, on the Facebook group because then everybody sees who it is. So if you send it to us, we're not going to get on here and say so-and-so wanted to find out about, but that's how we've gotten a lot of our topics is y'all submitting them to us. And I, we really appreciate that. We've gotten some good ones. I mean, it's hard when it's my turn to pick and going over, I almost have to get like a, you know, kind of something, a topic that I want to stay on. Cause there's like 10 or 15 that I want to talk about. And we only have, you know, 20, 25 minutes if even. So if you want to hear something or have us discuss it, tell us what, tell you what we did, go to the website and submit it, submit the topic on there. We'd love to hear it. Great. Well, everybody, thank you so much for listening. Um, we just love coming, coming to you once a week and sharing, just sharing our lives with you. And we want you to share your lives with us. Um, that's what this is all about. And make sure that you go to the Life with Coach um, Facebook group and also go to the website and watch the podcast as well. And I think it's on, I know it's on Spotify. What other things are, is it on? Google. Anchor, um, Apple, we're out, we're out there. I mean, if you go out to the Life with Coach website under podcast, you can click and then it'll give you, you know, the different weeks we've done on the podcast page. You can go out under the episodes and start from there. When you click on it, it gives you a lot of different options. Okay, perfect. Well, everybody, thank you for being here and we can't wait to see you next week. You have a great week and good luck and Go whatever team you are. Bye. All right. Yeah. Take care. Bye.